0: Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio.
1: Right on radio.
0: And welcome to Right On Radio. Today is November 3rd, and yes, this is our election special, but it's not like any other election special, because we're covering the election, but in a much different way, because I believe, and I hope you do too, my good listening audience, that we are going to go into a beautiful time after the chaos that is going to ensue today and for the next short little while. Good morning, my name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's a voter of Illuminate the Darkness. Go to Illuminate the Darkness today because they have a Netherlands special that you do need to check out where you can really make a difference. And we already have made a difference in that country. So please remember that, yes, you can do it. So Jesse, this is going to be a really neat broadcast, and I'm hoping the listening audience will enjoy it and even want more of this stuff. Because as we come into this great awakening, we want to awaken more ourselves. Amen. Amen. So, what the promise of this broadcast is for the great listening audience, if you go through it. First of all, Jesse and I are both gonna make election predictions.
1: All right, <laughs> <We are. laughs> they're gonna be good. We're, I'm yeah. right on. So,
0: but part of the promise of this broadcast is, first of all, actually, let me just ask Jesse a question. Jesse, do you have any relationships in your life? yes would you like those relationships to get better
1: absolutely
0: okay so promise number one is if you pay attention to this broadcast your relationships will get better hmm. okay. Jesse, do you like to help people I do would you like to be able to help people more efficiently and more effectively
1: yes that would be lovely Promise
0: number two if you pay attention to the information in this broadcast, you'll be able to help people more efficiently and effectively. Do you know anyone who works, Jesse? Yes. Do you think anyone who works would like to work better, maybe even do better at their job, increase and maybe go up in pay?
1: Absolutely, they would.
0: Wow could this broadcast deliver on that too
1: you know i'm hoping it will <laughs> yeah, um, <me> too. <laughs> how is this all gonna work here jeff <laughs> and
0: by <laughs> the way a
1: lot of promises <laughs> and by
0: the way if you're in sales your sales could go through the roof Ooh. after listening to this and let's face it everyone is in sales if you're in a relationship you're in sales Trust me, I've been married for years. <laughs> right. It's a sales job.
1: <laughs> well, I might have to change career focus then, you know.
0: Absolutely. You don't want to do that. <laughs> sales <laughs> is like the toughest job in the world. And I think you're called to do what you're doing, Jesse. But not but could there be more than those things?
1: You've got more premises.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, at the end of this, you'll understand how to accurately predict elections. Ooh, and okay. on an election day, would that be good?
1: That would be good.
0: All right, so let's get started. First of all, we need to understand, and by the way, so this is, this is, I'm combining a couple of my teachings from one of them from my book some from my courses I've severely condensed it and it's hard not to lose the meat of it with the condensing that I've done but to get this program into a relatively short period of time and so this is the first time I've taught it this way so the promise I'm not making is that it's going to work.
1: <laughs> well, hey, no, no, no. We're we're holding you to this promise that it's going to work and I've got All my All right. I am taking notes here, Jess.
0: And and by the way, Jesse, if it doesn't work, then I will have been wrong and you will be officially on the record one more oh. time
1: as being right. Okay. I <laughs> win. All right. The way, right? So So
0: first, I want to tell you some rules the rules are for the listening audience and for jesse for anybody with this information although it's going to be condensed you're going to get the general drift of it you cannot tell people where you think they're at
1: okay it's Hmm. fair for you
0: to discern it using this technology but you cannot tell someone where they're at good or bad because you can do irreparable harm to them hmm. okay. so can
1: you give us an that, example of what that would what that you'll would be.
0: you'll understand as as we get into some of the definitions okay uh, but i just want to say i want to be very clear for the listening audience You cannot use this technology to tell someone directly where they're at, either good or bad. Both will have a negative effect. Okay. So, much like the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, this will be kind of your secret weapon. All right. So, Jesse, it has been said that we are created and we are made of three things. What are those three things?
1: Um, well, my biblical perspective would have said we were made in the image of God, but I guess I have to go with water, matter, and energy.
0: Okay, th- so those are those are right answers, not the one I was looking for, but it, it said that we are made of mind, body, and spirit.
1: Okay.
0: Okay? I like to say it's body, soul, and spirit. Because I think, you know, they just want to get you a little bit off, and and I'm going to explain the definition. So, first of all, I think it's pretty evident what our body is. This is is the meat suit that you currently reside in. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the way, you're my biblical check on all this, Jesse. <laughs> so you can rebuke me at any time. Okay. Okay. So, we have a body. Jesse, do we have a soul? Yes. And what is our soul?
1: Um, for me it would I compare it to the will? It's kind of that driving force between our physical body and our spirit that takes what our spirit wants to happen and puts it through our heart or our mind
0: That is a really great definition absolutely. I gotta get the who's right she's right made Maybe <laughs> <laughs> able to hit a button somehow but who's right
1: He's right, right.
0: okay <laughs> next. What is our spirit?
1: Um, our, I think it's, you know, it's our actual body that is not limited by time or death or space. Um, so the part of us that is eternal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're correct. So with the soul and spirit, your definitions were spot on, but I'm just going to add to them a little bit for the context of what we're going to do here today with this. So the spirit is God's life force that he's put inside of you. Your spirit never dies. Your spirit is God's life force inside of you. Your soul is you. This is your individual part. This is your free will. This is your emotions, one might say. Okay, now would you agree with that, Jesse? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, no, I think those, those really add to those definitions.
0: Okay, so having said that, do you think your soul or your emotions can affect your spirit?
1: Yes, they can.
0: How so? Um,
1: Well, if if you're depressed and worried and anxious and focused on all those things, you're not focused on necessarily being in the presence of God or doing his will. There's a self-focus or I'll just... That may be a good way to put it. Is that, negative a, emotions draw you into a self-focus versus a God focus.
0: All right, she gets another. Who's right? She's
1: right. <laughs> She's okay, right.
0: So, how do you like the election day extravaganza so far? <laughs> all right. So, your emotions can affect your spirit, and I think I think when you gave the depression example, that was so good, Jesse. But on the adverse side of that, have you ever been in the zone? Is there something that you're really good at? Let's say you're an athlete or a musician or something, and you just fall into that zone. Even in your prayer life, you know when you're in the zone. And, you know, if you're a basketball player or something like that, and you're in the zone, you're going to sink more baskets than you ever do. You just feel it. Everything works.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah.
0: So what I'm going to relate to this is your emotions affect your spirit. Your spirit is essentially your prayers. Every thought you make is heard by God. Is that right? Yeah. OK, your thoughts Can also be heard and felt around the world because your thoughts are powerful. So, having your emotional state
1: tuned in
0: affects your spirituality. Hmm. We can agree with that? I would. All right. Now, What is so important about the spirit? Well, first of all, let's think of uh, of an emotion. Uh, An emotion, although it can happen in a physical nature, you can cry, you can have a tear come out of your eye. But an emotion isn't really something you can touch. And if it's something you can't touch, is your emotions physical or are they spiritual?
1: That's a really good question. I I tend to be one who... I don't like emotions, so I tend to just chuck them all out the window. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, you so, I guess to I do would, that. Most people do not have this ability.
1: <laughs> I would like to say that they are very physical because if you're going to go down that road that they're spiritual, I realize that I'm chucking them all out the window and now we've got a problem, so.
0: <laughs> but listen, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're glowing. You kept that emotion.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I would say that emotions can be spiritual. Why is this important? Because everything, I mean, absolutely everything. And I dare the audience to try to prove me wrong here is created in the spirit before it manifests in the physical. Hmm. Everything. God did it that way in creation. And we are made in the image of God. So we create things in the spirit as well. Listen, if you have a homework assignment, you create the thought in your head before you write it down on the piece of paper. Right? If you're going to build a 747, you create it by coming up with a concept and then starting to design it, and then it goes on a paper, then it becomes manifest in the physical. Every single thing is created in the spirit. Hmm, okay. So what we're getting at here, and by the way, one I promise number, I guess this would be five or six, is your prayer life. go can go through the roof and getting results if you pay attention to this election day issue of right on radio with jeff and jesse okay so now we understand that our emotions can dictate our spirit and our spirit is what creates our life essentially Mm So now what I re- what we're really getting at here is soulful and spiritual intelligence.
1: Hmm.
0: Because right. we know they work together now. Right. Through this through these basic examples, okay? So now that we know they work together and I don't think spirit can be measured because we cannot fathom God. Just well, maybe you, you can, but I can't. I can't fathom God. We can't fathom the expanse of the universe. We can't fathom how big God is. It's He's so big and and unseen to this time for us. But emotions we can understand. We have a good handle on what emotions are. So, can emotions be measured, Jesse?
1: I would say yes. Yeah.
0: So, you know, one of the ways we can measure it is on a, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you today? Mm-hmm. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, I'd have to give it probably an eight or nine today.
0: Wow. That's yeah. a fantastic. So you're, when you're up at about an eight or a nine you're kind of getting into the zone right right? like you know everything as you've talked about jesse in previous episodes everything is vibration Mm -hmm. okay and your emotions if you have a really low emotion you have a really low vibration if you have really super positive emotions you have a super high vibration right and So when you were talking about those portals and stuff like that, that, you know, that are a spirit thing, Jesse, would someone who's really depressed and can't uh, figure out what they're doing, be able to open those doors
1: up? Um, yeah, actually they would. I mean, they can go off high or low vibration depending on the spiritual gate. Okay. Some gates, maybe let me put it this way. Um, you know, most of them work off of Thanksgiving, but the depths of sorrow also lead to Thanksgiving. So I don't know how to explain that. Okay. Further, okay. But yeah. But,
0: but but so it's still, it's vibrations. And, and okay. I really came with no expertise on the portals. I'm just saying vibrations can do things. And actually it makes my point because vibrations can open doors. I wasn't even aiming at that, uh-huh. <laughs> but oh. they can. So because emotions can be measured on a scale, and actually, so I've got a scale of about 40 different levels. Okay. I cannot break it up into that today. There's actually, and you're gonna love this number, Jesse, there's actually 17 levels that I've memorized and I use in my personal life. All right. But for today, I'm going to bring it down to seven measurements. Okay. Okay. And just so for everyone's knowledge, the very top of the scale is God. So none of us in this form are going to hit the top of the scale, but God is perfect in his emotions. I think most people who believe would believe that. Right. And there's actually emotions that are below death. We're not going to touch on those either. Okay. You know, so, you know, that would, well, I don't even have to give examples of that. But where I'm going to start is that the lowest number, knowing that the highest number really is kind of where Jesus Christ was when he walked on the earth jesus christ was probably had a really good vibration about him
1: <laughs> you know, you right. know.
0: <laughs> so the lowest one on the scale i'm going to call trepidation okay how are you what is and, that so trepidation is and it, it's when someone's just living in fear you know they're scared to do this. They're scared to do that. They're scared to live life. I'm gonna. I'm giving really short definitions, but that's really what trepidation is. Okay. Okay. The next one going up the scale is weariness.
1: Ah. Okay. And this is
0: someone who's just always tired. I got home from work and I made some dinner and I'm going to watch TV and fall asleep and go to work again
1: tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: Weariness. Okay? So weariness, not a really good vibration, not a good frequency coming, right? Right. And by the way, have you ever noticed, so, so kind of in that weariness neighborhood of, of an emotional spiritual relationship, is the woe is me person. Mm -hmm. You know, the person who's always saying, woe is me, you know, I went there and I got into a traffic jam and then my credit card didn't work. Those people are thinking thoughts and bringing more of that on themselves. They're kind of asking God for more of it because they like to say it so much.
1: Right. You know, you made me think of another thing too, as you were saying that it's almost like they're stuck in this Fruitless cycle loop, you know, where there, it's just boundless fruitlessness.
0: Well, and you're you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. So the next one I'm going to go to, this is going to be probably the shocking one for everyone, and I call this one reactionaryism. Hmm. Okay, reactionaryism. And what is shocking about this is this is kind of the median emotion in the world today. Hmm. So reactionaryism is really someone who's just trying to stay the same. Interesting. Okay, so, and by the way, you can have a good life and live here. You can have a house, you can have a boat, you gotta have a cottage, and you can have a great job, and you just don't, you just want to keep everything you have. Mm -hmm. Okay? But the problem is, nothing can stay the same. Hmm. So if you're trying to stay the same, you're actually... Going downhill, will your health get better or worse over time? Well, hopefully, if you're sick, it's going to get better, but in general, you know what I mean. Right? Your health is going to go down, <clears throat> your income eventually, traditionally, will go down. Your truck will break down, your, <laughs> your cottage will need a new roof. Things cannot stay the same, but most people are stuck right there.
1: Hmm. And that makes sense because, you know, I think about that, that, you know, everything that you use gets wear and tear. And so if you're just keeping it all the same and and not really changing anything, all you're doing is, you know, kind of grinding away.
0: It's just routine. Going with the grind, yeah.
1: And eventually the grinder is going to have nothing to grind.
0: This is the median, as I say. So from this, when you learn a couple things, your life is going to get better and some of those promises are going to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So what's the step above reactionaryism? I call it paying attention. Hmm. Your eyes are opening. You know, maybe you could relate it to part of the Great Awakening that's going on right now. But you're starting to see things for the way they really are. And and by the way, that includes starting to see yourself for who you really are. So can you see that uh, paying attention is a little bit more than just trying to stay the same? Yeah. So I'd call that, a, it's a small step up, okay? But it's a good step. It's probably enough to stop you from going downhill. You're actually probably starting to tilt uphill if I was you know, gonna use a little you know, arrow to point.
1: Well, it almost seems like this is the phase where your, your mind kicks in in two ways. One, you start to have thoughts about the potential.
0: Yes, very good, Jesse. In fact, that's a great segue to the fifth level, which I call seeing good. Kind of like just being cheerful, optimistic, sunny days ahead. Now, the, the person who's super optimistic... Where it doesn't even have to be super optimistic, but cheerful and, you know, just seeing good in things. Mm-hmm. That person is better than the woe is me person. I, I'm not better, but more vibrating higher, more joyful, probably going to be living a better life. Would you agree? Yeah. Of course, right? right. The person is, like, I can barely get out of bed, or the person's, you know, wow! This day looks great. I can't wait to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: But there's more. The next one, and this is kind of a big jump, okay? Uh, a couple steps up the scale, you might say. And I just did this uh, for somewhere, somewhere, someone to reach towards, just for the purpose of this example and by the way we're going to get into how this works with your relationships how it works with your work advancement how you can help people how your sales will go up and how to predict elections okay so this is all going to tie in
1: okay (laughs) okay
0: so this one is called discrimination Hmm. and it's not discrimination like i don't like people it's discrimination in the way that you can appreciate fine art. You can, you know, someone can see a tree and then another person can see a tree and see the background with the sunset and really, really appreciate what is there before them. They can see beauty in things that other people don't see. You know, just, uh, you could look at something, just a, a standard thing, you know, a window in your house and say, Man, the craftsmanship in that. Someone really thought about that. That's being discriminating. Now, the person who's discriminating is got a higher frequency. They're vibrating higher. They're not only optimistic. They're not only paying attention. It's all kind of coming together. Mm -hmm. And that person is really bringing more good stuff into their life. Okay? By the way, I'm going to give a little bit of a disclaimer. What really started getting me to research this and, you know, this is I, I put a lot of work into this, hundreds of hours, uh, not into this particular, you know, short episode, but in general into this teaching was, you know, I saw that movie called The Secret and they talked about the law of attraction and stuff like that, and something didn't seem right to me about it. And by the way, there's something very wrong with it. It's based on, essentially, witchcraft. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I can prove it. We'll do we'll do some episode somewhere down the road on that. And by the way, if, if you like this type of episode, we'll do it once in a while. Uh, if if you like it, if you don't, we'll just keep doing what we do. And by the way, while I'm talking about this, Jesse, uh, I'll address it next time. But got a lot of feedback from the last couple episodes we're going to have to address or I'm going to have to address.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Apparently they, 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 you know, you do no wrong, but boy, I've gotten myself into some trouble. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I had a Catholic revolt. I'll just say that. (laughs) I guess I kind of saw that coming. So beyond that, we'll address that in a future one. Definitely. Um, So the very highest one, as I had mentioned, is God. And that's a number, number of steps way above discernment. (laughs) Okay. There's actually some, some other ones that are really key to to learn, uh, because it's somewhere to shoot to, but if you can just get to be discriminating about things and actually seeing that and being a big part of your life, wow, your life is going to improve. Yeah,
1: I kind of, I mean, that highest spiritual level is attaining to the full measure of Christ. So that being as that, that you are in that right, complete right relationship with God operating as he meant you to. And
0: And I think as a person, like if you look at someone like Paul, the apostle, Mm -hmm. he was probably one of the best examples of being as close to that as you can get, right?
1: Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to go there. Is that it gets complicated? But there, I could give you the step that you could aim to right below it. But I'm going to save that. We'll do that another time, maybe. So, we have an emotional scale as it really relates to your spirit and what your mind puts out, what your prayers put out. Okay, here is how you can use it. And by the way, there's steps in between each one of these ones that I've mentioned. Okay, but I just gave these as a rough outline. So you can see someone and kind of interpret where they are within that measurement that we just gave. Right? And saying, instead of saying one to 10, you can say one to seven, seven being you know Jesus Christ and one being someone who's just petrified by fear. Okay? Okay. So, if we can assume that most people are in that reactionary mode right now. In fact, this this audience is probably above that. People who listen to podcasts and that or are, are usually at least paying attention okay at least so you might even be higher than that but you know usually more proactive people someone who's weary someone who's you know doesn't want things to change usually doesn't listen to podcasts so you right. can assume this audience is above that but let's take the medium which is reactionaryism in fact we'll, we'll use that as the example exactly so Let's say that our audience is meeting someone who's just in that reactionaryism. Now, this could be one of your relationships, Jesse. Okay. It could be someone you work with. It could be your boss. It could be someone you want to help, and someone you might either you have to, you might want to help might be in that weariness or even in trepidation, especially in your right. world, Jesse. Right. Right. So. Again, now that we understand this scale, you do not go up to someone and say, Oh, I can see your intrepidation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You cannot do that because, first of all, if they're not, they might be paranoid now that they are. Mm-hmm. And and if you tell someone, oh wow, you have you're discriminating, you put them up there. And if they're not up there, or even if they are, you might give them an ego and you might hurt them too. So this is something just for you to use when you're working with people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Now, one of the things my wife and I used to do is we used to play little games with this and we would see people <laughs> and we would make little notes. And we love people watching, especially in Vegas. <laughs> it's like the best people watching in the world.
1: <laughs> like, is that in the mall.
0: <laughs> in the yeah. mall. <laughs> but we would we would be sitting for dinner at a roadside cafe or whatever and we'd be seeing people and like okay this person's here this person's here and so we, it was a way of sharpening our skills actually at doing this so let's say you are paying attention and I'm not saying that you are Jesse I'm not saying I'm just using this as an example and you want to help someone who's just really tired they're in weariness and they're trying to get along, get on with life, but they don't see the way out. That would be kind of the person who's the weariness person, Mm -hmm. right? So here's what you do. See, if you're a person in the emotional state, as it relates to your spirit of paying attention, when you talk to the person who is weary, they can't hear you. Mm. They cannot hear you. Because your vibration is on such a higher level than them. They, they'll, they'll hear your words, like it'll be audible, but they won't get anything from you. Mm. So what you have to do as yourself being in the paying attention sphere at that time is you have to go down to weariness.
1: Mm.
0: You have okay. to meet them exactly where they're at so let's do an example jesse be weary
1: okay um (laughs) let's see how do you want to play this out i'll i'll just tell you
0: just make a statement like you know i'm so tired i can't get off the couch or you know
1: I'm so tired, I'm just going to plan to sit in my chair all day and hopefully get some work done.
0: (laughs) You're hopefully, you can't hold your optimism out of it, Jesse. You're not a gifted actress here today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an actress at all, but hey.
0: (laughs) All right, so you're weary.
1: I won't get anything done because all these distractions are going to come. That's right.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, myself as being someone who's paying attention, yeah, I know. Yesterday, I watched TV for like six hours. Did you see anything good? So, I came down to your level. You have to be able to relate to that person for them to be able to hear you.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: Now, the goal is... If we know that weariness is number two on our you know emotional scale as it relates to the spirit, my goal is to get you up one level at least. So if I can meet you at weariness and get you up to reactionaryism, mm-hmm. your mood just got so much better.
1: Right, so so it could be as in, you know, if, if I was making that comment about, yeah, I just sat around and watched six hours of TV, the reactionary could be, um, man, you know, I'm, it just seems like it's the same shows s- circling all the time. I need to look in and see if there's maybe some other stations I can add and change things up a bit, or it might be nice to take a walk.
0: Well, so that, that might be- actually be pushing it. So to get up to reactionaryism is to probably more, well, yeah, I'm tired. I don't feel like I can get off the couch, but I better get ready for work. Okay. Okay. I better get ready for work. And I'm going to take out something out of the fridge so we can have dinner ready. Okay, so getting them from, you know, from being totally weary and unable to do anything to get them to kind of normal life. Mm -hmm. Now, to get someone from the reactionary, so let's say again, we're paying attention, which is just one notch above reactionary. If you're paying attention, you want to talk to someone who's just reacting to life, essentially, you have to go down to where they are. So yeah, they're reacting to life. Yeah, listen, I, am you know, but just finished a hard day at work, got to pay the taxes and everything else we're paying attention is okay. Well, you know, maybe there's a better tax strategy out there or something like that, but the person talking like that, the, the person who's just reacting to life, isn't looking for those tax loopholes. They're not looking for the thing. They're just trying to keep things the same. No, every year I drop my taxes off at the same person. They do my taxes. No, no, no! I don't need to look at anything else. They do my taxes. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So, if you are paying attention, you have to go down and meet that person at reactionaryism. Hmm. Yeah, I had I had that person do my taxes for the last ten years. But then, I discovered I could be up a thousand bucks, and all I had to do was like five minutes' effort. Hmm. Oh that person whose reactionaryism is now paying attention right you see where this is going yeah i do okay now here is the beauty of it when you talk to someone and you bring them up one level maybe two and two is possible usually one is the goal when you talk and by the way you will meet people in your life that are higher than you Mm -hmm. And they will bring you up a level without you even knowing it. There's some people you just feel good in talking to. They inspire you. You know what I mean? Those people are at a higher level. It doesn't mean they're better than you. It doesn't mean anything other than they're vibrating. Their emotions are more in sync, their soul with their spirit, Mm -hmm. which means the more thoughts they put out or more positive thoughts and the more positive thoughts that you send to God, the more you're working in him. Is God the God of bad thoughts or the God of good thoughts?
1: Right? Good thoughts.
0: So, listen, I tell people, this is how I pray all day. It's because I'm able to control my emotions better than I used to. Because, listen, I'm a really flawed individual. I'm working hard at being... You know a better disciple of jesus christ there's no doubt about it but because i'm more in control of my emotions and my thoughts i'm praying constantly if i see something it's like oh lord do something about that or what can i do about that god you know it just it's a constant communication and this has taken me years and by the way a big part of this pro process is deprogramming from what pharaoh has taught you right because you've been programmed by pharaoh all of your life if you live in north america (laughs) you know if you live out in the jungle somewhere or in the forest and you've lived a good wholesome life you've been protected but if you've been in a city of any kind you've been programmed if you have a tv if you you know listen to the radio on the way to work in your car you you're being programmed if you went to school you've been programmed and unless you went to a really good christian school you've been programmed by pharaoh which is i would say is most people not all not all some people are really blessed not to have gone through that so when you lift someone up jesse that person feels better right right Does your relationship get better if they feel better when you walk away from them? Like in a good way?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So your relationships will get better. At work, if your relationships start to get better, particularly with clients, with your bosses or anything like that, could you, and and you make them feel good because every time you're with them, you lift them up. And not in a you know really religious way. Mm-hmm. You just lift them up. You're lifting their spirit up, essentially. Right. Do you see how you could get work advancement out of that?
1: I do. You know, it's it's almost like you've given us the keys to you said an important word, lifting up, and scripture has this concept with encouragement is is that you're bearing up underneath somebody and that idea of carrying and lifting them up. It's not just carrying them like you're literally carrying and lifting them up until they can stand on their own. And and you've just described the whole methodology behind that.
0: Yeah. You have to meet them where they're at. Otherwise they cannot understand you. They just won't get it. So, if you are in sales of any kind and most people are because as I say if you're if you're in a relationship of any kind you're in sales even with your friends quite honestly to get them to keep liking you (laughs) Right. yeah listen we are we're all in sales we're constantly doing it here's the thing so and if you're in sales professionally if you can kind of see where your customers at and you can meet them right there Mm -hmm. wow you can really, and by the way, the trust factor is huge because you've affected them at a different level than other people are talking to them at. Right. When you get on the same note or you're, you know, playing from the same song and then you, you take, you know, the chorus, you raise the voices up a little bit and uh, it crescendos, this is what we're going after. Right. Hmm. So. Sales can go up significantly. Now, how do we use this to predict elections?
1: Yes, that's what I want to know.
0: So, I'll say this. uh, This is actually very accurate, at least since I've been using it. But I want to say, you can get a general sense for the popular vote, for instance, But to really get this down to a scientific level, you have to understand the counties, the cities, you know, you have to take apart things at a microcosm level to really, really be accurate. Okay. Right. But years ago, so let's, we're going to take the United States, that's where most of our listeners are, is the United States and it's election day in the United States. Please go out and vote. Years ago, uh, like literally, like during the Bush time, there was a lot of trepidation in the United States of America. The emotional state of the country was very low. There was constant wars. There was, you know, there was poverty. You know, people losing their jobs. There was nine one one. Oh no! What if another terrorist comes? Right. And by the way, fear imposed on you is one of the greatest control mechanisms of the enemy or the deep state.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, by the way, the whole COVID thing, I think that the C- CNN and MS at DNC and so they've scared the Democratic voters so much that I think they're going to kill their turnout. Mm-hmm. But There was trepidation and there's also been weariness. People are just tired of the same old, same old. And I think that's really where the emotional state of the United States was before Donald Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. Then Then Donald Trump got elected. And and by the way, you know, obviously, you know, California, New York are different than the Midwest and different places. But typically, I think people were really tired of government. They were tired of, you know, the the depression that was under the Obama regime. Really, it was a depressing time. Right. Uh, Even those who supported them, if you paid it, if you were paying attention, you know, back to the scale, you would have seen that it was not good. Mm So, Trump got elected, and I believe he moved people from weariness to reactionaryism. After Trump got elected, the economy just started to go, right? Okay, I just want things to go back to normal now. Because the left kept things off of normal as much as they could. They kept, you know, the impeachment, the, you know, everything they've thrown at the deep sea. They've tried to keep it off of normal, so most people were going up above that. Most people are soaring, they're getting hope, but then they kept getting shot, pushed down, right? Right. So then people were just wanting to stay in reactionaryism. But Trump, by the way, uh, on this scale, Trump is not as high as Jesus Christ, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you, on this emotional scale, you might think he's immature. He's way up there.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that.
0: He is way up there. And what he has been able to do is he's brought people out of reactionaryism to paying attention. And if you look at the rallies in the last week, mm-hmm. people are seeing good. Right. He has lifted up. Look at that. You've never seen car rallies and things like that. Spontaneous. Look, you know, the Rolling Stones doesn't get that. You know, they're one of the biggest (laughs) bands in the world. No one does that. Right. They have. And by the way, they're doing it in Israel. They're doing it everywhere around the world for this guy. He has lifted the emotional and spiritual state of this country up. Yep. Because he met people where they're at. Look at that uh, when he went to Butler, Pennsylvania. A, a Butler is a depressed town. They've mm-hmm. lost their factories and stuff like that. Trump went there, he talked to them like an everyday person. Right. When was the last time someone, uh, you know, a Bush or a Clinton went there and talked to them like people? Yeah. Like he's on their side, fighting for them. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you have 58,000 people show up? He has lifted up the country. Now, Joe Biden, he is, where would you say he's on this list?
1: You know, I'm kind of torn here. I think internally... I would say he's at it operating on a number one. But what he displays seems to be at a number three, you know, where he's just grinding away, staying afloat where he can.
0: Yeah, trying to exactly. But also, I think you can see weariness. So I think you're absolutely right. You have some deep perception on that because I do believe he's in absolute fear right now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but you know normally he would be a pretty high on the scale, but he's just been brought down because of all this stuff that's going on. So the question is if you want to predict the election, it's usually as a rule the one that is closest to the people on the emotional spiritual scale.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But People don't like to go backwards. So Joe Biden is below where the populist Mm. is in this. And that's why Donald Trump is going to win the election.
1: Okay. I see how you did that.
0: And by the way, if for your local counties, your governors and stuff like that you could take the pulse of the locals you take the pulse of the candidates prove me wrong
1: hmm this is a very interesting theory i think you have stumbled on something here
0: jesse it's not a theory (laughs) this is not a theory
1: well you you said we have to still prove so so, so we're yeah, gonna okay. okay. We're, we're gonna test this, Jeff.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So Jesse, did I come through at least in theory on my initial promises of what you would get from this episode?
1: Yeah, you did actually. Um, I would say you hit all th- all three or four of those. You know, I could see as we were talking through, you know, I could imply it into those, like, how would I use this in my relationships? How would I use it to help others? How can I even use this in my prayer time, my time with God?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, as I say, your prayer time, your prayers will just be so much more effective because you're praying more good stuff. Right. But, you know, in, in your case, Jesse, where you work with SRA survivors and stuff like that, they're usually down in trepidation or weariness or some. But right. the key is if someone's in trepidation where they're scared of everything, you have to go there and be scared beside them. Right. And then and then, just give them that glimmer of hope and bring them up to, the, to just being tired of being scared.
1: <laughs> right? Right. And
0: then just, okay, I want life to be normal. And then now I want to get life better, and it goes on and on and on. So this is a different episode. I hope the listening audience uh, enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, Jesse. I enjoyed you helping me through this.
1: Yeah, no, this was really great. You should do more of these. Very well. We'll let,
0: we'll let the audience judge that. <laughs> you know, mostly the audience tunes in for. Well, quite honestly, they they tune in. You know for a lot of they want to get their eyes opened and you know a lot of it is we focus on on the bad but i believe we're on the on a cusp of a new weekend
1: well for all those out in the audience if you want to hear jeff talk more about this kind of stuff you know send us comments and uh, notes in the thread and let them know that you want more
0: all right so having said that jesse we have an election today. That's right. There's two things I want to do before we close out this program very quickly is I see the time and we both have to run, but I want to have an electoral college prediction from you. This is all by the way, none of the audience, this none of this broadcast is rehearsed. <laughs> Every question that comes out is, you know, in real time.
1: Well, you know, with that, I have to think if, if we're just saying, you know, the Electoral College, I mean, it really is split, I think. Um, you know, knowing where if we're talking swamp creatures, I mean, definitely, you know, the majority of the individuals who have been in charge of or running these things would be in that level with Biden. Um, so if I was going, oh, off, so, so, yeah. sorry, let
0: me, let me qualify something really yeah, quick. Qualify. <laughs> um, so this scale would not really relate to the electoral college, unless you went area by area and calculated it. That's okay. just a general feeling okay. in the, just a general sense in the election, but I think it's really lopsided towards Trump. So I'm kind of giving away my okay.
1: position. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, I would say that as well, if if you're taking it as a whole and that the average i think that more individuals are in that phase where you know they're in the level three to three to five and therefore you know trump has gotten most of the local and state um government systems to that level and so i think that he has most of those
0: so he got 306 last time. You need 270 to win. What do you think? Higher or lower? Let's just put it that way.
1: I'm going to go higher. I think in all honesty, when they get the true count, I believe it. it's going to be blown out of the water.
0: I think it has to be because if he gets 280 and you need 270 to win, then it's going to be challenged. If he does better than he did last time, even votes that he has to get enough that even votes that if they were to be mailed in and everyone was Democratic, wouldn't overturn it. Right. So that's what we need to have happen for the election to go tonight. And I don't have a scientific number on this, but I have a feeling. And this—it's just that. So this isn't a prophesied thing. Although, if I'm right, I'm going to say it was prophesied. If I'm wrong, it didn't come from God. Okay? Uh, <laughs> see how easy it is, people? You see? Start to be bold. Say, listen, I'm putting this out there. If, if it's right, it came from God. If it's wrong, it came from me. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Here's my number: uh, three sixty-two. Okay, we're gonna hold. We're gonna see both that. Oh, yeah, man. and listen, I, I don't, I don't imagine for one second it'll be to the number, but I, I really thought it would be between two hundred and or sorry, three twenty and uh, and four hundred. I actually think it could be that much of a blowout, and, wow. uh, and and so that's how I came up with three sixty. And just a uh, i I saw a number the other day, three sixty two, and I said, okay, I'm gonna go with that. So that's how I came up with it.
1: All right. Well, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I look forward to finding out what happens tonight. And
0: <laughs> so why don't we uh why don't we pray for this election, Jesse?
1: Sounds good.
0: Father God, we just come before you. First of all, we thank you for the fact that we live in a place where there are free elections. Father God, we thank you for both the candidates running. You've put both of them in there. Father God. Lord, we could, we favor Trump because our lives will be better under Trump. We know that, and we think you, well, I know you have your hand upon him, Father God. So I pray for this election of Donald J. Trump. I pray for the safety of everyone around the world. I pray, Lord, that the damage to property in that would be minimalized. Lord, that this, you could really pull off a miracle in this time for the safety and the unity of the american people and let god bless america one more time amen amen thank you jesse thank you remember get out and vote and don't forget love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community who's right who's right he's right right
1: on radio right on radio